What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your host, Armand. You can follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. ClockRadioSpeakers.com is powered by Tumblr. Please, if you are on Tumblr, follow us there. Share the episodes. Clock Radio Speakers is also powered by the good people at SoundCloud. So if you have a SoundCloud account, get the app, subscribe to us there, share the episodes, all that good stuff. Of course, we're on iTunes, we're on Facebook. Um, we're not on Instagram. I don't know if we could just do like tweegrams of the episode topics or something. It actually might work. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> I have limits. I have limits. Um, where else are we at? We're on, yeah, fuck. We got a Twitter for the show, at CRS Podcast. Um, and of course, I'm Doc. You can follow me on Twitter, at Doc underscore Beats. That's not a Z. Um, you, both you and I have SoundClouds. We never, we never pimp that. Yeah, we really don't. Um, my SoundCloud, I mean, everything for me is Armand Wake Up. Everything. So just try and look for it and then you'll find it. Pinterest. Which, which, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Not a, <laughs> all you're going to see on Pinterest are like clothes and food. That's it. What, what, what's, your, uh, what's your personal SoundCloud? Uh, it should be just... Uh, soundcloud.com slash doc underscore beats that should be it there you go um so so what's going on man what's new with you on this glorious labor day weekend we're recording this uh monday of labor day weekend um just had a show last night opened up for uh master ace and in wordsworth um show was pretty good had a had a kairos moment with some technical difficulties um you know how my show usually starts is i start with uh the the sample of Genesis Revelation, which is Outcast, You May Die, and kind of talk to the people, and then we go straight into the song, and maybe three bars into the first verse, the beat just cuts off. So I have to do Genesis Revelation completely a cappella the whole song. Mm. Um, but nobody knew. I talked to people afterwards, and they were like, yeah, that was really cool for you. You know, you you just introed your song. You did everything a cappella. That was really cool. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't supposed to. I, You're like, I, yeah, I that was it. cool. That was cool, man. Yeah, I totally played it off. I was like, yeah, you know, thank you. You know, we just tried to try something different. But, you know, I told other people like, yo, that wasn't supposed to happen. But got it on tape. Uh, hopefully we'll be putting out a vlog in the next few weeks uh, uh, based off of the event. We got some good footage, talked to some good people, all that good stuff. So. Uh, that was it. I didn't stay for Master Ace because I was tired and they didn't go on stage till like 1230. So getting old, man. <laughs> I just want to go home and like go to bed. I couldn't I can't do the hip hop thing. Put on some Netflix. Yeah, yeah. My my cue, my Netflix cue is is retarded. It's retarded. I have like 60 things I want to watch and then I look for new stuff to watch instead of clearing out my queue. Sounds like my wife. Ever since we cut cable, like our our Hulu, Amazon Prime and uh and Netflix queues are just like out of control. Just completely out of cuz that so we got a Roku box. The nice thing about those is you can search when you search for something, it'll search across like everything. So oh, you, wow. if you're like I want to find this show, it'll it'll tell you like and you can even see like okay so maybe seasons one through whatever available on Netflix but the current season might be on Hulu like there's all the whole thing. Wow. So yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of Netflixery, a lot of Hulu Plusery. Um, so how was that Roku box? You like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it, it's it's not great. It, it's good. It reminds me very much of how um, before smartphones got really great, 
there was a lot of junk and then there was the blackberry the old blackberries that everybody like when you got one you were like oh my god this is the greatest thing ever but now when you look back you're like i can't believe i used that phone that's how i'm that's how i'm pretty sure we're gonna look back at roku boxes like it's look i love my apple tv it's great for youtube it's great for netflix it's great for watch espn and hbo go and all that but it the fact that you can't search across is you know that that hurts it there's no amazon prime which hurts it for me um it's not perfect right but even the roku which has more channels and it has the ability to search across it still doesn't have what you would think would like it gotta be basic stuff like it took us like probably three days of, of not having cable to realize all right cool i can search across apps now why can't i just make a master queue or a master playlist or whatever like i don't want to have to dip into like every serve you know what i mean like just real right. basic stuff it's just not there yet but it's better yeah. like roku is definitely a cut above um all the rest of them right now but um there's still a lot of room for like for improvement so like i said it reminds me very much of like when i got my first blackberry back in 2006 right like at that at the time that was like yeah if you're getting a smartphone like that would that was the only thing that would don't even bother right but um you know obviously now we all got you know nice androids or iphones or whatever it's a different world i feel that'll happen with these you know tv boxes yeah, that's the next thing cuz to me and maybe you can prove maybe you can prove me wrong, but I think phones are beginning to kind of reach their apex. Like, I mean, what else can you do? Um, I don't know, you know. I'll say that's, that that's necessary cuz I mean, you look at something like the S4 and it's like, "Hey, you can you can touch you can touch the phone without touch." I don't need that. I'll just get a towel and dry my hands off and answer the phone. I, like, come I, on. I would say that the the thing with phones, it's not going to be the hardware that's going to matter although it will like the hardware as the hardware gets more and more capable the key is like apps that are more and more capable right that that do more and more and already there's lots of people who you know if they can't do it on their phone they just won't do it right right yes so it, it maybe it's not a flashy feature on a phone maybe it's just two years from now all of a sudden phones have enough whether it's you know speed or memory or whatever where all of a sudden they can do now a class of apps and developers to really make that happen Right. Like, I think that's how it'll work. Like, ask any, I mean, look, like, I, you know, I love my, my iPhone 5, but like, you know, it's a year old at this point. I'm not really looking to upgrade because it's really all about the software that works. Like, right. Sam, you know, uh, unfortunately for Samsung and the other, and the, not to make this a tech episode, and the other Android manufacturers, they're all like competing on specs, which, right. will, which will work for a little while, but ultimately it's just going to be about the software. Right. What, what can this do? What can this do? That's right. Yep. So, um, you know, I, We'll see what happens with the rumors. You know, a couple of weeks we'll be uh, actually maybe in time for next week's episode. We'll uh, we'll, we'll see what Apple's got planned. Supposedly they're going to have something on the tenth. Should be the new uh, iPhone. So we'll see if they got anything interesting up their sleeve. Um, a lot of rumors, but you know we'll see what happens there. I don't know. People still want better cameras. Like, God, we need better smartphone cameras. Like at the high end, they're better, but that still needs to trickle down. Yeah, it do- doesn't uh, doesn't Windows have a phone that's like forty one megapixels or something like that? Yep. Is that? I mean, nobody that, wants a Windows phone, but yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, is that necessary? You know, it, it's it's interesting. They they went with that. I mean, Nokia's big thing for a while has always been they have really good cameras in their phones. Um, right. And the reason why forty one megapixels works is because you can't really put a zoom lens on a on a phone without it being like extra bulky. So. The, you do the extra large megapixels just so you can zoom in, really. It's like cropping on the fly. It's basically, that's what you're using it for. Gotcha. You know, sure, you can get by with like an 8 or a 10, but if you do it at 41, you can zoom in and you can have 
something. Now, megapixels aren't the end-all, be-all, like, you know, newer phones. Um, really started with the, I don't want to say it started with the iPhone 5, but, like, I definitely noticed it when I got my 5 last year. Like, they handled darkness better and, you know, any sort of low-light situation. Um, like, all those improvements are going to keep coming and keep coming. So, eventually, like, the phone you get for free on contract will have a camera on par with, like, the nice phones today. Like, that's that's the sort of stuff that matters, you know? Yeah. And more storage. <laughs> like, more storage. Just so you don't have more to worry. More storage, about, yes. So you don't have to I, worry about it. I'm hoping for an iTouch that's, you know, 128 gigs. I will I will be in the market for that. I'm expect you know, the iPad now comes, you can get an iPad with 128. They made that move early this year. They sort of just spontaneously dropped, a new, a, like, a larger size iPad that nobody was expecting. Um, so I uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It, I'm sort of hoping they just bump the whole line, right? Where it's 3264, then 128. Yeah, I don't know anybody who, even the people I know who are just like, I'll just do 16, people who aren't, who don't understand the concept of space, they'll say, ah, just give me the 16 gig, maybe because it's cheaper or whatever. Yeah. They always end up, I got to delete pictures. I got to delete videos. I got to delete, you know what I'm saying? It, it always happens. Yeah, no, I, both me and my wife have 16 gig iPhones. I can live with mine. She takes way more pictures than I do. There's no way. Like, I, may, I mean, luckily iPhones have good resale value. I've already locked in. Like, there's a company online. It's called, um, of course, I can't remember it now. There's a whole bunch of companies that will, um, oh, it's called Gazelle. A whole bunch of companies that you can like, sell your old uh, gear back towards and mm-hmm. they have a thing where you can lock in in advance of the iPhone announcement. Like you can lock in the value of your phone right now and then choose to sell it back to them later. Oh, wow. So like I've locked in, I, I can get 315 for her iPhone. Cause she wants, she wants, she wants to upgrade. Well, she, she, we both have iPhone fives. She does. She could care less about the features I'm guessing on the five S she just needs more storage. Gotcha. So, you know, the, the value of an iPhone five, is only going to get worse as soon as the 5S or whatever is announced, right? So I lock it in now. We'll see what they come out with. If I can get a reasonably priced 32 gig, that's the move. And really, like, I mean, cloud storage helps and all that, but, the, I mean, you know, the, the better the cameras get, the worse it gets, right? If you take 1080p video and then you take, like, 100 shots in a night on your camera and you've already got music on your phone and apps, that 16 gigs all of a sudden looks really small. So... Right, because I, I mean, I have Grand Theft Auto three and Vice City on my phone. That's that oh. right there is like two and a half gigs. Oh no, there's no. I don't even have big games on my phone anymore. Like, that, ironically, I, when I got my iPad, I went with the 32 gig, so I've got like huge games on there. But um, but yeah, 16 is just not enough anymore. So you know, all that stuff. Oh man, when 16 ain't enough. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <sighs> um. <laughs> Uh, uh, I need no, the guitar. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so we're talking so so deaf this week. Yeah, we're, retrospectives back. We're man. doing. We're gonna do a retrospective, but real quick, there's a couple. You know, I, I wanted to say real quick because I think we'll talk about more of this stuff in general. But so Big Sean's first week, he's look. Yeah. He's looking a little weak. No looking pun intended. Um, seventy to seventy-five k. Yep. That that's a disappointment, right? That's, and whose fault is that to you? Um, good music is imploding, right? Um, yeah. You know, I don't think Kanye has any interest in being a, a, a label head. Mm. Right? Um, I don't know why. I mean, I, I just think it, I mean, I don't know. I think it's pretty obvious. There's no Kanye production on this. Big Sean's on tour with Kid Cudi right now. Like, how do you do that? 
Like, why isn't it? I mean, even if Kanye doesn't want to go out and do whatever, shouldn't they be bundling like Sean and Pusha? Like, none of this makes sense. There's no, there's, I don't think there's a plan going on there. They, they, it's, it, it feels like there's just, it, it feels like it's coming apart. Yeah. None I of, think- none of the sound that you would associate with Yeezus is anywhere close to this, right? The two oh, projects couldn't sound more different. Whereas oh, yeah. what I'm hearing out of Pusha, maybe not quite Yeezus, but certainly a little bit darker. It seems like Kanye has more to do with Pusha's project than Big Sean's, which sounds weird. Maybe, I don't, never mind. I don't know. There's a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors. I'm not even trying to get into that, but it's just from the outside in, it, it, it appears, um, it appears something's not right. Like, I don't understand how Sean only goes 70 to 75 first week. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like his singles are getting pushed. Like, Fire had a, has a really weird rollout. I, I don't really know. And they're ignoring, I mean, we talked about this last week, you know, um, on Clock Radio Speakers. I think they're, you know, I don't understand why MILF wasn't one of the singles to jump off with. Like, Beware is a, I like that song, but that's not an attention getter. No. Right? I mean, it's, this sounds horrible to say, but at the very least, MILF plus the video, you know, he's going to rack up what world star hits like crazy. You know how that's going to work. Right. I mean, there's, world star. but you know what I'm saying? Like he needs yeah. to get attention for that. Right. Like, you know, but beware, then, beware is such a slow burn. It is a slow burn. I think, you know, does, does this, is this one of those things where I was thinking, I was trying to think like it should have came out earlier. They should, they really should have capitalized off of that Bieber buzz that, that he was getting. Mm. Um, but then, you know, he, there was a lot going on in, in the spring, like late spring. That's true. So, you know, my question is, I was like, yeah, maybe he should have dropped in May. But then in May, there was, there was French, there was Cole, there was Wale. There was, you know, all the J talk. There was all the Kanye talk. Like there was a lot going on. So would he have fallen through the cracks? I, I believe he would have fallen through the cracks with if Beware was the single in May. No, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, I don't know. A lot of just a huge missed opportunity. Now, that being said, you know, if they get him out, I don't know if he's a 360 deal or not, but if they get him out and tour, like, you know, Beware is a slow burn. Fire, Fire is a nice song, but I don't know if that's a hit single. Um, you know, assuming that this fall they that they do drop MILF, like, they, they could, you know, this could be a slow burn of an album, but I don't think it's getting the gold. Not with a 70 to 75K first week. Well, I think, I think, um, I think they're not worried about it because I think they're rolling out this album like they're rolling out the first album, like we talked about last week, where they're relying on the first, second and third singles. First to, album had stronger singles, though. Like, you could do that with that album. I think they believe in in MILF and uh, what's, <laughs> and, what's the other oh, single we picked up? Ashley, Ashley, yeah. Oh, a- oh, Ashley's out of here. Ashley's out of here. That's without if they if they don't put that out around the end of Cuff season, early Valentine's Day, they're bugging. Well, MILF's got to be big then. MILF's got to carry them from say October until January, February. Yeah. That's, I mean, it could help Nikki out if Nikki's going to drop in November. True. I don't know. I um. Even though you know it's widely regarded, we didn't like the verse, but true. But it, I mean, image-wise, it fits. Yeah. Yeah, that record's going to pop. Um, what about Juicy J? What's Juicy J looking at? Sixty to sixty-five. 
It's not bad. That's pretty good considering how long he waited after bands. Yeah. What's the single right now? Oh, Show Out? Show Out. And um, I thought the Wale joint was the single. It was, but it just buzzed. It just, you know, didn't go anywhere. Because it was a bad version of bands. I like that song, though. I'm not mad at it. Uh, it's not It's not incredibly original, but, I, you know, it's well that's, executed. That's why. I don't. I don't know what other. I don't know what other big singles he has off that though. Uh, the Woods. Oh. <laughs> it's so obvious that that is a work. Like if I'm if I have the opportunity to work with Justin Timberlake and, and Timbaland, I'm I am giving them. I'm putting them in a headlock until they give me a single. Even if it's not that great of a song, it'll be. I know it'll be a single, but I mean, I well, think, then they got they got to drop it end of this month. But I when, think when, the problem when Timberlake hype will be at an all time right. I mean, I think the problem will be Timberlake and Timberland will be too busy or outside of the budget to help him promote it. Mm. So he's going to do the video. They're not going to be in the video. He's not going to be able to, you know, call uh, bring them out in none of his shows. You know, he's going to have to rely on the crowd to sing it. Anyway, um, so... We talked earlier about this, but we didn't talk on the show. Uh, Weekend's album leaked out. Um, I gave it a quick listen through. Did you give it a quick listen? No. Um, I had a, I had a show yesterday. I wanted to be happy for the show. <laughs> the title track. I don't know if that was one of the songs that leaked out or not, but I, I didn't really pay attention to too many of the leaked songs. Um, the title track, which is Kissland, uh, that might be his scummiest song ever. Which is saying a lot. <laughs> you like, called it scummy. It, it's scumbag R and B, right? Um, like he <laughs> his at his best, the aesthetic of his music, the sound and the feel of it evoked scumbag in a in a in a great way. If that sound makes any sense, in this case, the lyrics are what makes it scummy, which is a whole different world. Um, Kissland is is a scummy song, um, and the Pharrell remix of uh, Wanderlust isn't bad at all. Is that on the album? It is. It's on the on the deluxe, yeah. Okay. But um we'll probably talk we'll probably yeah, talk about that a little bit more next week. That's interesting. That I want to hear that. I want to hear what Pharrell does with a weekend record. Is it depressing and somber? No, it... no, no, no. Not at all. Really? Yeah. Is he like dancing? Is it it's, like... it's up tempo, like, you know, eighty five MJ, you know. What? A little bit, not 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 like take back the night is nah, 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 not nah, not nah, like I'm that. Not but thinking, there's no way that Abel could be anywhere near that. But oh, I mean, you might be surprised because he he does the whole because I mean he's proved with Dirty Diana that if he wants to, he can try to mimic that falsetto. So he sort of goes <laughs> to that. Uh, I said try if he want to. I like Dirty Diana that cover. Um, he, he you you when you hear it, you'll understand. It works. Okay. It works. Um, and then. Before we get to So So Deaf, last but not least, n- last but not least, my man Pusha has a single. Is this like a real single? Is this going to be the... Oh, I'll say this because I haven't heard it. Is yeah. it strong enough for like a video and a little bit of radio play? It is. What? Considering it's produced by your man Biz Sweets, <laughs> it, it doesn't have any of the hallmarks. There's no showtime. There's no like what? No ad libs. No whistles. No whistles. No hands in the air. Nothing. Wow. It, <laughs> and Chris Brown's hook <laughs> is like sort of filtered in like dark. This I love that. Like, pu- I love that Pusha T gets Chris Brown, 
on a song produced by Swiss Beats and doesn't go pop at all. Mm. But it could be sort of like a little bit of a slow burn. He needs he he's gonna need um something big before the album comes out. But this is a nice sort of alternate look for him. We didn't talk about the the release. Did we talk about no we did, because I asked you how'd you feel about October eighth and you said you were happy with it. I'm good with October eighth. He like I said, that's gonna let him, you know, diss Drake right when Drake's doing promo. He um, he dis he dissed Wayne yesterday. Did you see that? I no. <laughs> okay, so he said uh he tweeted something along the lines of, you know, you really lost it. Oh, is this and, why Jay Mills was get was, rushed to yeah, his defense? Yeah, Jay Mills was like, people have been waiting on my album as long as they've been waiting on yours. That's not a di- <laughs> Talk about throwing yourself under the railroad tracks. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. So he, somebody's going to put another disc record out and oh. all, that, all that stuff. Did you listen to Dedication 5? No. Hey, shout out to the people who don't like Wayne, then download his mixtape just to delete it and say that they don't like Wayne. I'll get to it. And in fact, I imagine we'll probably talk about it briefly next week. Sure. But I need a version. I'll say this. If you can find a version that is um, that is spliced better. Mm, Okay. Like each track ends like with 20 to 30 seconds of the previous track. Oh, See, the problem is I hope somebody else did that work because I don't want to do that work for a 29-track Little Wayne mixtape in 2013. Right. Absolutely. 29 I, I, tracks. We'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll go. There's, there's right. a few spots I, I, I think we'll, people will do it because the, right. the tape is it, – it's getting mixed reviews. Like some people hate it and then some people are saying that it's not bad. So we'll all, talk about it. All I've seen are the list of punchlines. He's approaching Papoose levels. Approaching? Okay. We're going to talk about that next week. So – Anything else you want to say before we get into uh, revisiting your childhood? Kyrelson stores. Ah, <laughs> bang, bang. Um, it's on Spotify. It's in it's stores. Spotify. Yep. Spotify. Stores is next. We're going to work on some local stuff. I got a couple of stuff and things. But yeah, let's, let's, let's go into, let's start talking about some of the reasons why I rap. Well, so let's talk about your man, Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. Um, when you look at like he's been around forever, <laughs> and I don't mean that in an awful way, but like, I mean, Jump is is early '92, and even yes. before that, I mean, there's still Houdini. Yeah, was, you know, don't break dancing. Yeah, don't worry, we're not gonna go track by track on the Silk Times Leather album, but um, <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody's heart just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> they hoped I was gonna give it the, I was uh, that I was gonna go you know get really intricate with the production on uh, no. <laughs> so the way no, no. <laughs> although I will be I mean well we'll talk about his production because this you know listening to all his stuff and when we say his stuff we're talking about today is it's so so deaf but it's also Jermaine Dupree and a lot of times those overlap but sometimes there's a little you know there's definitely some some trademark album like uh, landmark albums of his excuse me that mm-hmm. aren't on so so deaf at all. Right, so we're going to talk about those, but we're we're, we're definitely going to talk um, pretty much everything on So So Deaf. But I think we're going to focus on the singles because, as Armand and I independently discovered, we'll be kind and say that So So Deaf was pretty heavily singles driven. Is that accurate? That's very accurate. Um, so do you just want to start? So how? So is, I'm, I'm assuming your first your first sort of knowledge of So So Deaf, just like everybody else's, is Jump, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, how old? Uh, so ninety two. So I was nine. I was eight. I was turning nine years old. Um, yeah. 
I mean, here's what's crazy. Jump actually kind of holds up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so does Warm It Up. Yeah. Which were the, I mean, so we're talking Totally Crossed Out, which is Chris Cross's first album. Um, those are the really only two no, you're good. So, are, well, tell me what else is good on Totally Crossed Out. I missed the bus. No, I missed the bus does not hold up at all. <laughs> you're bugging. And It's a Shame was the fourth single. Um yeah, that that was the uh, that was the episode of a different world where they were gang members. It's funny our discography has no mention of Crisscross. That is disrespectful. Maybe because um, was that even so so deaf? Yeah, that's a good question. So so deaf might have been something else. Yeah, I think this is what got him so so deaf. This is Rough yeah. House Records. Rough House. There you go. But it's essentially how so so deaf gets started. Without crisscross, Jermaine Dupree doesn't get so so deaf. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm about to. I'm, I'm pulling up totally crossed out because I'm going to tell you the records that I, I I love. Well, while you're pulling that up, I, I want to say what's what I really forgot because honestly, this is probably my first time listening to this album since I probably owned it, right? <laughs> so, uh, 21 years ago, um, <laughs> I uh, I didn't realize how obvious these samples are oh my god yeah and i also <laughs> and one thing that really sticks out that we're going to talk about a lot as we go through this episode is and this is maybe why you really gravitated towards so so deaf stuff this i mean i'll be i'll be kind and call it a west coast influence oh yeah um, a lot of the early so so deaf stuff it, it's funny and I, I don't mean to jump ahead no no go ahead the early so so deaf stuff was an obvious bite at what oh. Dre oh. and them were doing at Death Row, and then later on they transitioned into what Puff was doing. Yeah, at believe, believe me, there's I, and I know in various places on each of these albums you can hear you can hear it. Oh God! Well, and what's what's really interesting about Totally Crossed Out is it's for the lack of a better word, it's innocent, right? And part of that has to do with their age, but not really because once we go to once we go to the next album, which is the Bomb, um, and I can't believe I had to say it like that. Um, <laughs> just call the. Don't say the. Just say I, it's, the. I gotta say. I mean, it's 1993, no, say, man. Just say um, the. It's okay. <laughs> um, even though they were barely a year older, right? It it's a totally different feel. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's just because they were young. I would say it's really just this is pre-chronic. Yeah. Right. This is um. So it's heavily West Coast influence, but it's like Ice Cube and NWA influence on the production. Extremely <laughs> Ice Cube influence. Yes. Right on the on the production side. Mm, very um, bomb squad. Yeah. How, how many samples are used in Jump? Hold on cuz it's actually kind of incredible. Um <laughs> there's the you know uh, there's the Jackson 5 sample obviously. Yeah. Um but the uh crisscross jump. Okay, so there's Funky Worm Right, which is ridiculously famous. Okay, so here's so jump samples, Ohio players, funky worm. I want you back. The drums are honey dippers and honey drippers and peach the president. It samples OPP. It samples something called Midnight Theme, and it sa- samples Schooly D Saturday Night. <laughs> wow. So Funky Worm was sampled by Dope Man. Um that's the that's the synth sample that um in Fade to Black when is it Kanye who's playing something? Kanye's playing something for Jay. For Jay. He's playing a dope, dope man beat, which, yeah. in, which Cameron ends up using for Purple Haze. That's right. Which camera, which Kanye didn't make. That's right. It was somebody under Kanye, right? Yep. Um, 
But um, so many, so many samples on this. But the the beat to jump is classic. He did. They are making absolutely no money off of that record. No, I I don't know how you could. Um. So you, I, be, I should be playing. So we're gonna defend. We're both gonna defend Jump and warm it up. But you're you're gonna try to defend. I miss the bus. Is that accurate? No, I'm. I mean, there there's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of. Yo, tell party. me you see this cover art for I miss the bus. <laughs> nah, let me look at it. Hold on. Let me look at it. I'm, I'm sending our money link right now. I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. I got it. Because <laughs> uh, you know, if if you send me the link. It- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh man, um, that's wonderful. <laughs> that is wonderful. Look at that. All right, with the backwards. Did you ever wear your clothes backwards, Doc? We had a backwards clothes day in school when when this album was really big. Okay. So that one day I did. Oh man! The worst part was just trying to use the bathroom. Yeah, that was the worst. Because. <sighs> Yeah, that was the worst. But, you know. Especially when you're, you know, you're like eight or nine and, you, you know, oh, man. No. Not. I, I did it. I did it quite often. Armand's <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I was an back. expert in dressing backwards. Yeah, a few times. A few times. I Yeah. Jersey, the starter hat with the pinstripes and you left the, like, they leave the stickers on there now, but they didn't have the sticker. They had the little small sticker back then. It wasn't the big, like, new era sticker. Yeah. But they had the tag. You left the you, tag you, on. You leave the tag mm. on. You have to. And then you have to also, when you, um, when you, uh, when you, they're called snapbacks now. I don't, I don't know what they were called. They were just called hats back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, Old you man made, alert. All right. We are. About only, 30 minutes into this episode, okay. Right. You only snap like the first two or three, maybe only the first one, and it had to sit on your head. You didn't like wear it. You It, it gently rested <laughs> on the top of your head, and it could not fall or move, and it was always backwards and to the right. No gang affiliation. So Anything else yeah, you want to say about Totally Crossed Out? Incredible album. <laughs> it's an awful album. Awful. It's not awful. awful. It's an innocent album that I'm glad that I had the chance to grow up on. In retrospect, yes, I could understand why adults would be like, uh. But for an eight-year-old in 1992, this was a dope album. Dope album. So next up, although still technically not. Um, so, so Def, they quickly followed it up in August of 93 with The Bomb. Yeah. Um, total, total 180. Well, and it's not hard to see why. Yeah, absolutely. So what happened between Totally Crossed Out and The Bomb? Um, the Chronic came out. And I mean, so it's just so obviously biting. And I think we all sort of forget now. So we get the first uh, appearance of The Brat, I believe. One of the greatest intro, it's, there's Nas live at the barbecue, there's Cannabis on Desperados, and there's the Brat on the Bomb. Cannabis wasn't Desperados. That wasn't mm-hmm. his first one. Oh, Beast from, Beast the, from East. the East. Beast from the East. Or whatever. We should, do, we should do a Cannabis how- retro someday. 
<laughs> do you just want to lose all of our <laughs> you lose everybody? Um I would we not just, put the brat in that category here. I will personally. I will. Because it was it was one of those records when I heard I was like, who is this on the last verse of this record? Killing it. See, when I heard it, my first thought was, wow, she was really meant to just be a female Snoop. Like that's all JD had in mind. Oh, just I mean, but shameless. Wait, till, wait till we get into her. No. Even her, oh, her second album's even worse, um, or worse in in that attempt. So from this one, we had the three singles were "All Right," "I'm Real," and "The Bomb." Yep. "All Right" with Supercat. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> every time I'm laughing because the video was so funny. Because all he did was a little super cat dolly my baby dance the whole time. And it, it's just hilarious. Like he's in the, you know, the vest, you know, the Dikembe Mutombo vest <laughs> with the uh, with the silk slacks and the, you know, the black gators with the gold belt on them. Um, anything else you want to say? So what else we had? We had uh, Amriel, the bomb. Yeah, none, none of these songs are really worth like this album's worse than the first one. Well, you hear, uh, you you hear they're slowly starting to sneak the N word in. Yep. Um, you know they're 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 dissing um, they're oh, dissing yeah. the they youngsters di- and illegal and because well, the first album was all ABC. Obviously, they were going to another bad creation. Um, they wanted to be the um, antithesis of that, which they ended up assimilating with them really um, because Jump blew up. But I believe it was on uh, Take Them Out. They dissed the youngsters. Because Illegal, you know, when we gets busy, like that was a big deal for me. Like, yo, all the kid groups are dissing each other. I'm like nine years old. Like, ah. But yeah, so they're, they're dissing people. They're being a little more, um, they're talking about sex. They're talking about violence. Like they're really starting to make that, that, that turn. Except they're not writing anything. Of course not. Well, Holy then, so then it's a little weird when it's Tremaine Dupree writing that, right? It's a little <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I get that. All right, just making sure we're we're clear. <laughs> it's not like they're because you know they basically what hit puberty <laughs> in between the two yeah. albums. It's this not was- like they were like, yeah, this is what I mean. Maybe they were telling Jermaine like write write some stuff like this, but I mean, come on. I think I think they didn't have any. I don't think I think with Young, Rich, and Dangerous they had creative, more creative control. I think these first two albums were pretty much the Jermaine Dupri show. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about Young, Rich, and Dangerous later on. Um, anything else you want to say about? That? I mean, the bomb was a huge, huge uh, sales wise. It was a huge letdown. I can't. I'm sure like millions of kids got that as an album. Christmas in '93. I know I did. Um, I got the day it came out. On tape. I couldn't even wait till December. Nope. August, I'm there. I was, yep, I remember the day I got it. Um, okay, it sold 1.1, it sold four. Well, yeah, they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna outsell Jump. Jump was everywhere. No, they but I mean, they didn't even have anything on the level of Warm It Up. They didn't. And then, I mean, come on, they weren't on the cover, they're wearing the black dicky suits. The braids are longer. It's black and white. They're not, they're not. They're trying to be, they're trying to be uh, Snoop. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, but yeah, we we can we can move on. What's so? You know, 
Jermaine, yeah, look, at these, now, look at these samples, dude. I know there's so many samples. No, um, I'm I'm looking at I mean, but what they're sampling. Yeah. Um Parliament, Zap, Funkadelic, um are they're sampling stuff from the chronic. Yeah. It's all I mean, it's very clearly like they didn't just try to emulate like they really were like, okay, what do they sample? Let's go sample the same thing. Yep. Um and uh, you know, the ne- the first album actually on So So Deaf is Escape Hum and Come at you. Um, which, you know, within about, I don't know, one or two tracks, you immediately get the concept, which is um, Jermaine Dupri wanted a female Jodeci. A group of Mary J. Blige's, basically. Yes, yes. Um, so a bunch of singles from this. Just kicking it, understanding, love on my mind tonight. Um, I like the beat on love on my mind. <laughs> but that's... This album is nothing special. This, but this was a huge hit for Not, young teenage it, girls. I mean, just kicking it, understanding, is my living in vain tonight? Yeah, those were those were huge records. I gotta say, I didn't realize that Jermaine Dupri had so little shame that he was gonna do a D's Nuts skit, like. Really? Right. Man, it's tough. Um, you know, I well, we've talked about this um tons of episodes. Like R and B wise, I'm just not like you're more the R and B. So on these on these, there's a lot of Jermaine Dupri R and B. You might have to carry the flag a little bit. You might have to you know help <laughs> help the people understand why it is or isn't good. Because a lot of this stuff, I'm just gonna be like, I'm good. Look at the, yo, all music gave this a four and a half out of five stars. What were they thinking? Wow. But um, yeah, it was this was this was a this was a huge record. It's funny, man, it's so funny in retrospect, man. Like we get on people for, you know, I guess more recently we could call it Drake featuring Drake, how, you know, one artist will come out and then people will emulate what that sound is. Like, but back then, like, if you watch those videos, I mean, artists were like chameleons. It was really like, all right, this is somebody did something totally different. And then everybody went and followed suit. And the the audience didn't even um, didn't even bat an eye. It wasn't even like, hey, wait, that's just a fake Jodeci. We, they were like, hey, escape. Like everybody fit in. And everybody was successful. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, part of it is this was just the peak time for like CD sales and like that really generated that really like helped a lot, right? It covered up a lot of mistakes. Um, Did albums get leaked and bootlegged? No, not really. No, Um, I would say. Well, I mean, like if you were like someone like Nas, like Illmatic got leaked out like you know a year ahead of time or whatever. But I mean. Aside from that, not really. Um, yeah, I would say, and I, I'm not trying to be harsh and critical because I know I get that rep on the show. I would just say that it takes a while for Jermaine Dupri to sort of not fall into the trap of, I'm just going to mimic what's popular. Right? right. It's really not until we get to the 2000s. Absolutely. That he establishes his own sound. Yeah. Well, I'll take that back. He certainly has a sound. It's just an interpretation for the most part of what other people like. Um, so after this, we get uh, Debrat Functified. Yes. 
the brat's first album just say the brat man don't don't do the dub man. no i'm just saying the brat <laughs> the b-r-a-t who is god i remember walking into the store i remember walking in entire records and praying that this album didn't have a parental advisory sticker somehow it doesn't no it does oh it has oh, it a, does it has a huge one on the album cover isn't there it, one of her albums that there's no parental advisory sticker even though it might really have, should maybe it's the might next have been one. An, another tantrum another tantrum but another tantrum that was back in the days when they were putting the parental advisory sticker on the uh, on the wrapping yeah 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 so you you could you could scrape that off a little bit I mean, you could just, you could just, re- I mean, when you took the, when you bought it and you took the plastic off, like you didn't see it. Oh, that you were, you were concerned about like your parents seeing it. No, I mean, my parents just wouldn't, I'm 10 years old. So, you know, I had to, <laughs> Hey dad, can you buy this for me? There's a giant parental advisory sticker. And he just looks at me like, no, but this was one of the albums that he bought for me. Mm. And, you know. We listened. I'll never forget this because we listened to the record in the living room. We it was me, my 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 dad and my sister. My mom was just totally anti hip hop. So she's in the other room somewhere, and we hear. I promise the funk, the whole funk, and nothing but the funk. And then we hear, uh, you know, the ish you can't f with. And he, she's just singing it, and my dad is like, oh god. <laughs> he just he he gives the Khaled suffering from success face palm. And I'm like, okay, dad, they're at least not going to cuss on Functified. And we skipped the Functified and it was worse. That was back in the days when artists would do the radio version. Mm. And the radio version would be done really well. It'd be re- they wouldn't just bleep the words out. They would totally rewrite the verse. Yeah. And it would be what it wouldn't. It, it, it would either be really corny. But, um, you know, like if you listen to uh, Real Compton City G's. Uh, I think it's BG Knockout calls Dr. Dre a jerk. <laughs> like that's that. Those are the funny, really bad radio edits. But the Funkified radio edit is very good. Mm. So then when you hear the album version where they're just unnecessarily cussing, because this is in that, you know, this is one of the things that came in with the chronic was just that rappers felt like they had they had to cuss. Like there was like a, a prereq. All right, we we have to say 20 cuss words in this song. And let's see if we can beat that by the end of the first verse. Yeah. I don't really like this album. <laughs> I gave all of that and he's just like, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, it it's so like shameless how much she's mimicking Snoop on, I don't know, all of this album. And it sucks because she can actually write. She can. She, she can. Um you know, JD really, I mean, maybe it's because, well, you know, he, I'll, I'll give him credit, right? He certainly, when, when he has like a concept in mind, he, that artist like delivers that sort of imaging concept, right? We see it later with Jagged Edge, who's essentially an imitation 112, right? We see it with all these different, like he gets an ID and he's like, yep, this is what I'm going to do, <laughs> right? And DeBrat was, yep, it's a female Snoop. He commits to it. They're, oh, they're, he totally commits to it. I mean, Heath Ledger is the Joker. The <laughs> Jamie Foxx is Ray Charles. He's walking. They're walking around with you know blinders over their eyes so they can emulate Ray Charles even when they're not filming. Um, see, I mean, here's the sort of thing I get. Like, listen to Funkified. Like, why wouldn't I just listen to Death Row? And you know, it's funny because right around this time, Rage comes out with Afro Puffs and kind of proves that you don't have to emulate. Mm. to be dope because rage didn't sound like anybody 
Now, wait, Debra Debra came out first, right? Uh, we'd have to look that up. Um, I I mean, well, no, technically, because, you know, Rage was on The Chronic. That's true. But, you know, she she didn't break out until Afro Puffs. Dog, it might have been around the same time because Afro Puffs was on Above the Rim. And I believe Above the Rim came out in 94. Yeah, Afro. You're right. That's 94. I was going to say, I mean, who knows? It might have been that, you know, originally, like the look they had for. Well, no, Afro Puffs, I mean, it's pretty obvious. The, you know, they were, <laughs> she had the Afro. So I was just going to say, I mean, I, you know, maybe it just so happened that Lady Rage was intended to look more like a female Snoop, but, you know, JD beat him to the punch. But no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think Jermaine Dupree was just like, no, no. I mean, he, he had the, I mean, you know, he had the elevator pitch down, right? Like when he, <laughs> when he, when he was saying I should sign this person, like he knew he, there was no, there was no uh, doubt about what, what he was pitching, you know? Um. Man, this album has some joints on it. Uh, it it does. doesn't hold to me. It doesn't really hold up well. But we've we've talked about this on pre. It's been a while since since we did a retrospective. We've talked about this previously. Where for me, there's a real turning point in like, it's almost like what you might consider like a modern hip hop album versus a not modern hip hop album. Like in terms of the quality of the production and how stuff sounds, mm-hmm. like the ninety five ninety six time frame. Stuff after that just sounds so different than the stuff before. This is sure. still in the before. Sure. Right? And I- Albums before that type of album have a really hard time holding up for me. Sure. I, 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 I always say that, you know, we call 88 the golden era, but I, I believe that there were two golden eras. I think, you know, 88 to, you know, 90, that was definitely a golden era. But I think 94, 95, 96 was a golden era as well. I'll take, 90, I'll take 95 and 96 over pretty much anything. Well, 94 still includes Illmatic. Yeah, uh, and there's a you lot know, of classic stuff that th- no, there's a lot of classic stuff that year, but it clearly sounds like there's a dividing line. Ninety five is when they get it right. Well, it's just when the sound changes. That's all. Who changes the sound in ninety five? That's a good question. Let's do a retro on that. Uh, just on nineteen ninety five. Yeah, let's do that golden era. Let's do let's do summer ninety four and let's do ninety five and ninety six. Let's do it and finish off in ninety seven. Yeah, we could finish off with um, No Way Out. I mean, we did. Something. We've already done a Bad Boy and a Wu Tang retro and a Death Row retro, which is a huge chunk of that. Yeah, but '96 still has Mob Deep. Still has. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. well, we could approach it from a different perspective. Yeah, just like, like what, all. like what changed the sound? Yeah, we could. That, mm-hmm. That's something to think about. Let's do it. Um, um, anything but, else? About, so, Functified. So, obviously, Functified is like the big hit. What else? Like, what are the other highlights from this? Um, the original version to give it to you is dope, but the remix is phenomenal. Um, Come and Get Some is dope. I still love that sample. Um, Functified is still dope. For all of y'all, it's cool. Fired Up is cool. Everything else I can, I can live without. And then later on, uh, after this album is when the Brat drops one of my favorite songs from her, the B-Side. Yeah. The Biggie. That was on the Bad Boy soundtrack. Is that from the Bad Boy soundtrack? Yep. Okay. Because I def- that was one of the days. That was back in the days where you would buy an entire album for one single. And I I wanted to, but there was some other albums that was calling my name that uh, had a B album <laughs> with all Glocks down on it. Yeah, okay, you're right. I'm looking at the at the Bad Boy soundtrack list right now. Oh my goodness. Boom boom boom. <laughs> what? Uh uh who was who who's is that L7? Uh, it says just it's got to be the boom boom boom. Yeah, that's got to yeah. be. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We got That actually was on an album instead of that wasn't called ESPN Jock Jam. <laughs> we got some 
Oh man, the B side. Look at the artists on this. This is incredible. Sixty Nine Boys. Woof. Andy Camozzi. <laughs> Hot Stepper, which is a that's that's a total upset. He, he had a second single. Oh, he did. Now I, I can't uh, believe I'm ending up on God. that. Oh wow, he was around for a while. I guess I didn't realize that. Who was that? Andy Camozzi. Was he? His first album was in 1984. 1984? Yeah. 80? Like 80? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't hit, he didn't pop until 1994. Yeah, with with, with Here Comes the Hot Stepper. Oh, yo, you know who who produced Here Comes the Hot Stepper? Salam Remy. (laughs) (laughs) Armand's done. And this concludes this season of Clock Radio Speakers. I need to take time off like a season. Like, I got to come back in like December. I got to go. I got to go soak in a tub of like ice cubes for a few months. <laughs> and just get, get oh, my mind. Oh, Slum Remy. You know what, man? He, so between that and Fuji's money, he was living good in the mid 90s. Yeah, he, he's always. He, he's all right. His kids' kids are eating right now. He's all right. Dang. Here comes the hot stuff. That 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 is that is con- not consistency. That is um persistence for you, yo. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of those dance, re- you know, like mid nineties, man. Wouldn't you be forty like that too? When they like popping in the eighties, but be, then they yeah, you be forty, up? they blew up. Um, I mean, something guy. like uh, Boombastic. Or- <laughs> oh God, it's funny. I was listening to. Uh, Believe it, they had a Juan Epstein. I don't know if you listen to Juan Epstein, but they had a Juan Epstein on with Just Blaze, and then after Just Blaze left, they had Shaggy come. <laughs> it was so so random. Just Blaze is talking about all these like obscure Rockefeller records, and then here comes Shaggy. And Shaggy's biggest record was not Boombastic. It was it, it was it wasn't me. It wasn't it wasn't me. It was uh, Angel. My Angel. Yeah. Oh God. Can't believe, I can't believe I'm going to this Wikipedia page right now. Has anybody, if you are, let me, let me, if you were a fan of Shaggy in the mid nineties, <laughs> let us know. Use the hashtag clock radio. Listen, I, I love Boombastic. Love it. No, man. Boombastic. Listen, that's called like eighth grade dance. That's what Boombastic is. I know every word to Boombastic. <laughs> No, man. Every no, single. Mm, no. <laughs> no. It's Peppy Le Pew rapping. <laughs> he's an absolute. He's a he's a, a, a sleazeball on that record. <laughs> Total sleazeball. Oh, man. So, wait. I guess I didn't realize he went It Wasn't Me and then Angel back to back. Yeah. That was a second. That was a second. Because remember, uh, Boombastic was like, because whatever he dropped after Boom after Boombastic kind of flopped. And we thought that was it for him. So then when he came out with It Wasn't Me, it was like, all right. And then he came out with Angel. And we were like, yo. like he, No, he nobody said it. yo. <laughs> I mean, yo, like, he's not a one-hit wonder. Hmm. But it was like, yo, get this dude off my TV screen. Get this dude <laughs> off my radio. He's horrible. Run. All right. So <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just imagine DJ Khaled ad libs over Boombastic. <laughs> Can you imagine like if he would have to get I need it, I need it, I need it real slow down. Like I need like the pitch turned down, the little should, 40 should, filter. Yeah, we should sample that the same way that Mike Will did um my boo. We're gonna talk about my boo in a little bit. Yeah. 
I can't wait to talk about these so-so death rec- based all star oh, records. Oh man, yes. Um, okay, so so, let's... so after Functified, so yep. he had a couple. I'm just looking at Jermaine Dupri's. No, no real big like the remixes like that don't really don't pop off until I guess the first one. So he had a couple joints on Crazy Sexy Cool, but nothing real big. Um, let's see. Oh, Death Remix with Keith Murray. This is now we're getting a '95. Oh, is that? Hold on. Yeah. Can't you see remix with Keith Murray? Yeah. That? I don't see it. <laughs> that you gotta. Go- yeah. I'm thinking of no one else. I'm thinking of no one else yeah. with the KRS sample with with the Brad Kim and and Fox. Because well, at some point we start getting these so-so deaf remixes, which Dude, are. I don't, I don't have the. Okay, there we go. Yeah, you got to go <laughs> wait. Yeah, you got to scroll down. Gotcha. All um, right, I'm ready. So we get that, but really, like, so he sort of you know ninety four is pretty. The rest of 94 is pretty quiet. We get into Escape second album, Off the Hook. Mm-hmm. Feel so oh, he good. did switch? Okay. Feel So Good was the first uh, first single, but Who Can I Run To? That was the big, like, that song yeah. was huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's a remake, right? Who Can I Run To? Yep. Yeah. Um, I, But honestly, like, aside from the singles on this, hmm album's not good no it's not 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 even close this is uh he was the he was the stylist look look at his 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 credits keyboards producer executive producer drum programming stylist (laughs) (laughs) well it's great because if you look at the album cover you should immediately think of uh total Mmm. Dang, Jermaine. Yeah, like, do do you? (laughs) I don't know. Do like, don't his contemporaries, don't they kind of have like a, are they kind of salty at him? Like, yo, I mean, obviously not Snoop who, you know, appears on on his album. Aside from, you know, people at, old people at Death Row, Snoop's not salty at anybody. No, he's not. I watched the 95 Source Awards this week at work, had a slow week at work. (laughs) They're just randomly you. you're like yeah i'm watching it i forgot no I, you know you get on you're on twitter you're on you're on a blog or whatever and then they reference one thing and then you're like i wonder do they have the whole show they have the whole show it was just man man it was bad <laughs> but it was great bad it was like it was it wasn't bad it was awkward mm. the tension you can feel it you can see it of course hindsight is 2020 so you're like, yo, you're getting a little crazy. But anyway, yeah, so no, this nothing, nothing really good off this Escape album. Nah. Um, but we had from 95, we also had uh, Mariah Carey, Always Be My Baby. Yep. Classic. That, that, that's that's sort of like sets the stage for him really like doing other R&B with people. Yep. And it's way better than anything he did R&B wise up to that point. Which, you know, if I was Escape, I'd, I'd be kind of upset. Like yeah, say, although save this from around, but he did put them on the record. So, I mean, ju- you know, just for the p- good people of Clackwater Speakers, I did go digging through Mariah Carey album credits to see if there was any other Jermaine Dupri, and um, I didn't realize this. She produces and writes most of her own stuff. Really? Yeah. Like, go look at the credits. Like, she's everywhere. Is it like real producing or is it like Beyonce producing? What, what do you mean by Beyonce producing? What do you mean? <laughs> Where you just get a bunch of people and then you take the credit for it? Uh, believe it or not, the uh, the article is actually ridiculously detailed and explains like everything about this album. So, um, 
like how it got put together and da 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 like how One Sweet Day came together. That uh, that that Daydream album, man. Fantasy One Sweet Day, Always Be My Baby, Monster Records. Monster Records. Wow, wow, this is very detailed. <laughs> Good lord, you can get lost. I wanna, but I want to read this. Though. You can get this lost. Um. Yeah, boy. Oh my God. One sweet day is just like you see the title, and then one tear just falls. <laughs> the single the tear. Yeah, just single tear. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, those those are huge records. Huge records. So was we, that the was that the was that the first turn for Mariah? Um, because Mariah turned like three times. I would say you know fantasy that sort of started to get her towards. You know, and then obviously on the next album. Yeah, Honey was like total, like it was a rap after Honey. Um, Day- Butterfly. Butterf- yeah, Daydream had some records. Um, all right, so that's 95. Actually, yeah, 96, we got a lot of stuff. We've got Criss- Crisscross Young, Rich, and Dangerous, which is yes. really like late 95, early 96. We, yes. got, the, we got Bratz into the Tantrum. We got So So Death Base All Stars. Where do you want to start? Oh my God, he did that MC Light album. I yeah. bought that. <laughs> I bought it too. It's awful. It's awful. Oh. And I had the Sunset Park soundtrack. So you'd think oh, I would have learned. Right. Because that's really what we bought the album for because Keep On Keeping On was super dope. There. No, no, hold on. There's some other joints on, on Sunset Park. Where's the. Uh... No, with Mob Deep, there was a. Um... Oh, I love that soundtrack, actually. Uh, yeah, that, Motherless Child, like a... Motherless Mob Child Deep Back at You is incredible. I love Which, hoop. I love hooping your face. <laughs> oh my god! Wasn't that on? No, never mind. That was um, the train. I was like, was that on the Space Jam soundtrack? But that was all those Quad City DJs. What are they doing right now? <laughs> you know who I was thinking of uh, a couple weeks ago, and I meant to ask you about them. Who? Where are the icons? You remember that song? You remember that song? Get crunked up. <laughs> get crunked up. Get crunked. Yo, listen. You're t- now you're just trying to bring me back to like my freshman sophomore year of college. Don't don't yes. do this to me. Don't do this to me. We're gonna do yes. it enough once we get to his 2001 like work. Um, oh, man. So okay, let's let's so let's start with another tantrum just because that's gonna be really quick. Yeah. So this is definitely a more serious Brad album. Mm-hmm. We're getting a little bit out of the wannabe Snoop Shadow. You think so? I do. Um, Feels very Dogfather to me. Well, this is before Dogfather. Oh, it's right at the same time as Dogfather. Around actually. the same time. It's like, oh, so Snoop's going to put out a bad album. Let me put out a bad one, too, that sounds nothing like my first one. Um, I don't know. To me, what, what I really noticed was sort of the production side, like JD starting to um, mimic maybe Puff a little bit. We get, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the super obvious Rick James sample on Sitting on Top of the World. We get um, the the Barge sample on the uh, the T-Boz record. The, yep. The, uh, the Zap sample. Uh, on Let's All Get High that Pac used on Keep Your Head Up. Shameless. Mm-hmm. Shameless. Um, but this album's not really that great. Nope. Um, a, lot of, a lot of duds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's all about it really, the singles. It really it's, it's really all about the singles. Um, so what the singles from this were... Let's see. Am I looking at this right? It's uh, what, sitting, yeah, sitting on Top of the World and Ghetto Love. Ghetto Love was... That sort of popped a little bit. I wasn't really a big fan. Um, that's all I really got to say about this. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm good. I know you want to talk about Young, Rich, and Dangerous. Yes. All right. I do. I do. Let me. Yeah. You. You. I'm gonna let you. So tonight's the night. Yes. Classic. Yes. This was a really good album. 
Um, they, it's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. This is their best album. Well, yeah, but the first two are. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um, live and die. Live and die for hip hop isn't bad. Um, That's that is one of my favorite Jermaine Dupri singles, like of this whole retro. Really? Yeah, I love that song. Interesting. I, I mean, Mr. Black's verse is tough. Like everybody kills it. I love the uh, the Regina Bell sample. Love it. The, I love that song. Some of these samples are just so. Like I'm sitting there, I'm listening to some cut up, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, I know that sample." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, they've got tonight's tonight was dope. The remix with Red Man was dope. Young Rich and Dangerous is dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, Young Rich and Dangerous isn't bad. Um, the beat for Mac and Ain't Easy is cool. It's it was just weird to hear them, you know, talking about Mackin and pimping holes and stuff and it was like i'm I, I think i was i was 12 when this album came out and i was like really i i'm not gonna lie i kind of miss the uh the the nike headband that that they yes the white nike head the, yo you know yes with um, the bubble coat yes. but see you needed the see penn state football was where they, like at least where we were you had to have like the blue penn state yes nike football jersey with that yep 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 we used to we were really heavy on navy in yeah. that time so yeah, the navy. It was all it was navy with the white check, um, or yeah, you didn't really do black with the white check. You either did the all white or you did the navy. That was it. Those those white those white uh, bubble coats are pretty. Uh... <laughs> those are tough too. Those are tough. Wonder what I, wonder, I probably can get a first down coat for ten dollars right now. I'm really gonna bring back the nineties. Like I'm really gonna do. You can be like ninety six back. Yeah, totally. Um, what was the other record that it, I was? Uh, it's so weird to listen to uh, the streets ain't right. Streets ain't right. It's so yep. weird to listen to that without thinking of Screw and then yep. thinking of Drake over that. Yep. That's all I hear now. Yep. Because that's the original beat. Yep. But um, this isn't a great album. No, it's not great, right. but it's really good. I like it. Mm. It's, the problem is it's 1996. So right. there's a lot better that you could have been listening to. Come on, man. It, look, it got, it got released January 9th. It got released out into the nothing. Oh, they did. They did first quarter them. How are you going to be Jermaine Dupree and crisscross and you don't give them the Christmas release? That's crazy. This this album was deemed the was was not deemed successful and it was certified gold by March and it dropped in January. Yeah. That nowadays is like unbelievable. Yeah. Now, now, yeah, nowadays they'd be making Young, Rich, and Dangerous too. <laughs> oh. oh. Has, there ever, has there ever been a successful sequel album? I think we talked about this before. Cuban Links 2 is remotely successful. I, 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 well, I like okay, that. Go, okay, good. A good. Oh, that was, that's a good album. It's not great, but it's good. Sure, sure about that? Oh, come on. Sure about How about is, do you consider Stomatica a sequel? Uh, I mean, I guess I, I would prefer the two <laughs> instead of you know Stomatic. Okay, I would prefer Illmatic too. Well, yeah. I guess you could say that. Um, but you know how I feel about that Stomatic <laughs> album, and you can listen to that on the Nas retrospective clockradiospeakers.com. All right, we we got to pick up the pace because we're we're already like an hour into this somehow, and we're barely <laughs> on ninety six. Um. <laughs> We we're not even at the good stuff yet. No, we're not. Um, anything else you want to talk about on Young, Rich, and J- Dangerous? Nah, let's let's move on. We need to talk about the Drew Hill Sleeping in My Bed remix. 
Oh, we're not going to talk about 12 Soulful Nights of Christmas? No. Okay. Sleeping in My Bed, So-So Death Remix. Classic. Probably my favorite. That, that's the best So-So Death Remix, right? Uh, you, could, you could put it up there. I put that up there with the classic Bad Boy remixes. You could put that up there. It's a great it, bass. It's a great bass line. Yeah. Um, love that song. And then, see, they had, you know, Jermaine Dupree, he had a nice little run in, in 96 because we, we also had the So-So Duff Bass All-Stars. So, which somehow aren't even really listed anywhere. Like, it's like they're just not even on anywhere on Wikipedia for the, for the um, So-So Duff page or whatever else. But I remember So-So Duff Bass All-Stars. And the tape, the tape was purple. Yo, he's biting everywhere. The tape was purple. Volume two was red, and I think volume three was lean or something like that. I had all three as a result of, uh, I believe, BMG or Columbia House, because <laughs> I can't imagine paying full price for any of these CDs. But there's some classics. Oh, there's some. Oh, this this first one has some insane classics on it. Of course, you got my boo. Yeah, classic. so classic. Like the video had a young doc wishing he had a car that could get washed. Right. I did not have a car at that time, but I wanted a car. I want to do acquire a means of transportation. Um, uh, just so you could have it washed. <laughs> and you could bankhead bounce around it while it gets washed. Is it just me or is it kind of weird that these songs don't really have that much bass? Like, is it the I mix that's weird or something? Like, it's, it's strange. I didn't, do the, I didn't do the bass test. You didn't do the bass test on So So Death mm. Bass All-Stars? <laughs> I did not, sir. Um... <laughs> You got you got play a poncho and L.A. Snow. What's up? What's up? Well, hold Classic. on. You, you just skip past one of the one of my favorite songs ever. Nah, you can go. You can have that. Which one? Uh, what are you you talking about? Uh, uh, Thayo. Yeah, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna go with your first pronunciation. Okay, that's that song's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I know every word to that song. Oh, <laughs> yo, man. that beat knocks. That beat is uh. nice. That beat is nice. I was. I might have to sample that. Um. <laughs> All right. I'm, I told you what I'm working on offline, so mm. that, that's the vein I'm in. Mm. I don't know if I'm going there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what else is what else is really good off this? Coochie um, Cutters. Coochie, yo, the hook on Coochie Cutters is... is Coochie Cutters. Coochie Cutters. Yeah. Girls. Yeah, no. Um, I remember that. I remember girls that used to wear Coochie because I used to spend my summers in St. Louis. Well, so. you know, I mean, those are back. Yeah, they're back. Yep, um, they're back. So they they would either rock those or they would rock skorts. Yo, I want to take a minute and talk about the tyranny of the skort. So, <laughs> what a deceitful, diabolical <laughs> piece of clothing. <laughs> Nobody was happy with the skort. Oh, yo. <laughs> skorts was like, oh. And, but they had. they also had to have... They either had the Air Force Ones or they had the Reebok Classics, some sort of all-white sneaker. But what the girls used to wear is they used to wear the ankle socks with the little ball on the back. <laughs> and whatever color the ball was matched it. So whether it was your lace, your shoelaces, whether it was the, the scrunchie in your hair, because scrunchies was popping back then, or it was, you know, the color of the skort. That's, that's, that's what they did. The skort, man. Nobody was happy with that. Oh man, because that was back in the days when um that was when uh tennis tennis clothing was popular. So mm. dudes would wear the 
you know, the sun visors, but they flip it upside down and backward. <laughs> Basically, go the, watch the Montel Jordan Something for the Honeys video. The, That's how he dressed in the summers in the mid-90s. The mid-90s accessories game was hilarious. Hilarious. You're right. The upside down visor tilted. Yes. I might bring that back. <laughs> well, then you got to roll up the pant leg, too. Of course. With the all, so you, but you got to be in all white. With the all white uh, Air Force Ones. Yes. All right. Shout out to uh, shout out to Yavis. Yavis uh, is is attempting to bring that back. I might help him out. I, I, I saw him out, and he had the he had the one pants lit, pant leg up. He had jeans though. I I gotta wear sweats, and I need the I need the Colorado Buffalo jersey, the fourteen jersey. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, navy and white headband. Uh, college football Nike jersey. Basically, just open up, find an East Bay. From like <laughs> yes. the summer of '96. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm bringing that back. Oh man! Now, now they're they're retroing the uh, the first Grand Hills at the top of the year next year, so that will complete the outfit. <laughs> I have to get those. Okay, what else is? <laughs> we just okay. totally went off track. That's fine. Ah, that's good. Um, so what good. else? So is that it for '96? I'm looking at I'm looking at these uh, this discography. Uh, oh, you know uh, what? I take that back. So we've got he did not he did not tonight not tonight um, on hardcore. Yeah, eh, not one of the strong tracks on that album. He did I got your back on one in a million. Not one of the strong tracks on that album. Um, we, did, we, we 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 didn't even talk about the MC Light record. We yeah, went, MC Light featuring Escape. Keep on keeping on. Yep, um, that was a big hit. Yeah, it was. At least it felt like a big hit. I don't even know how well it sold. Yeah. Um, yo, that keep on keeping on. Ah, you know that was number ten on, on Billboard. That was pretty good. Um, she's got the she's got the Illuminati album cover too. Dun dun dun. Yo, we oh we, speaking of Illuminati album covers, we didn't even talk about um, uh, Push's album covers. We didn't. I meant to ask you about that. What is our barcodes Illuminati? No, if you scan it, somebody register that barcode. It comes up as the Illuminati. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, but uh, that second album covers that. That's I like it. The one where he's looking up and he's yeah, in all black, very minimal. Uh, yeah, man. I like I like minimalistic. I'm just eh. I'm ta- I'm I'm slowly talking myself into the Pusha T album. It's like, hey, look at me being minimal. It's it's too obvious. Nah, nah, it's too, nah, it doesn't nah. make it minimal. But then the barcode is like still kind of corny too. I might as well, I should just make Kairos two be like one of those uh like those Android barcodes or something. The QR code or whatever. Yeah, the QR code. If yep. you do a, if you ever put a QR code on your album cover, we're stopping this podcast. <laughs> um. So ninety six. I forgot who Dini put out a record. Yeah, they did. They were on so so. They Def. were on so so Dev. We are not talking about that Houdini record. Um. Yeah, not. No. Anything else? Look really. Oh, I forgot that New Edition put out an album in ninety six. They did. Now, yeah, Dupree didn't. I mean, hit me off. That was, you know, who did hit me off? About to look that up. Is that Jimmy Jam? Was Jimmy Jam and Tables? No, the producer's name is Silky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, They only have two. They only had two singles on this. No, they uh, had three because you don't have to worry. Was a single too. I'm still in love with you. That was the second single. Yeah, that was Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Okay. Dang. You need to bring back the look from the hit me off video. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that again. 
What what look is what look? There's a is lot that? of all white. We'll just put Yo, it. A lot of billowing me, suits. Let me tell you this, Doc. So I got home yesterday. I know I'm, I'm going off, That's but fine. let me tell you how bad these these R&B videos were. Go watch the Donnell Jones "Where I Want to Be" video. So you know when he's at the club, like before he goes home with the chick, while his girl is at home hugging a pillow, crying. He is at the club, okay, with a white cowboy hat, a white do-rag underneath it, and he has on like this three-quarter cut Undertaker suit jacket with no sleeves, and it's leather, and it's all white, and he's got white leather pants and white cowboy boots with the black bottom on them. What year was this? (laughs) Duh, that might have been 99. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that might have been 99. Oh, somebody was watching too many genuine videos. Um, I was shocked. Oh, he did so many ways off the Braxtons. I remember when the Braxtons were popping, yeah. They tried well, to get that popping. They tried to get that popping. Was that on a... I feel like they had, a, they had something on a, on a soundtrack, I remember, that I had. They did. Wait, I didn't realize that Tony Braxton was in the Braxtons. I realize yeah. that sounds stupid. I just assumed it was like, I don't know, her three sisters or whatever. Nah, she was. And that really bombed. It did. All right. Because this was right around the time of... Um, you Making Me High and... Yeah, because that's why they tried to they tried to go off of that. Because what, what, what was You Making Me High? That was on... Was that on The Heat? Uh, no, Secrets. Got to be, right? Secrets. Okay. I think... Yeah, that was, oh, man, you're making me high and then unbreak my heart. Mm. Dang. Yeah. Who did you make me high? Now I'm curious. Babyface, of course. Of course. <laughs> man. Your whole voice was mad deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um Oh, man. Anyway. Anyway, back to uh, So So Deaf and Jermaine Dupree. So I think that pretty much wraps up 96, right? Yep. All right. So in the 97. Yep. We get Usher My Way. We get Usher My Way. Yep. So it's not So So Deaf, but Jermaine Dupree's all over this album. He's the executive producer. So uh, all the singles, right? You Make Me Wanna, Nice and Slow, and My Way. Those are yep. all Dupree. Um, well, he did a... Well, shoot. There's more. Um Bedtime was a single. Was it really? Uh, yeah. And I want to say Slow Jam was a single, but I know Bedtime was. Hold on. I'm sure the wiki would tell me. Might have been. Wiki just says, you make me want a nice and slow in my way. It was a, um, what happened, it was a single on the live version of that album. Oh, yeah, live version. That was 99, is that right? Yeah, that came out Might. later. Yeah. Um. So, nice and, uh, you make me want a first single tough middle school high school classic tough tough he had the he had the scotty pippins on in the video <laughs> tough 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 um nice and slow tough usher's got bars man bars <laughs> real rap raw he's got a flow actually he does he's got a better flow than half these rappers man he even, i mean but he even shows that later on on uh his verse on seduction <laughs> he kind of kills the flow on that too so not mad at usher the rapper um, it's not as bad as you know, like Ralph Tresvant on sensitivity. Like some of those R and B verses when they used to rap their own verse was like bad. But nah, I should kill that. And uh, my way, 
My way was tough too. My way was cool. It wasn't as good as the first two. Nah. But you made me want a nice and slow. Like that's a, you know, that's plenty. I mean, my way sold over six million albums. Six crazy. million. Crazy. It's my fourth album. Yeah, that's crazy. That was back when. Yeah, I mean, but it only sold sixty-six thousand copies first week. See. Rose to number one. Um, when you make me want it was at its peak. Like, albums just don't work that way anymore, man. But um, again, like so first with uh Mariah Carey and now with Usher, like this is I mean these this is probably Jermaine Dupri's best R and B work. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And we get to see a whole album of him because we got Jagged Edge. Right. Speaking of R and B in the fall of '97. Hear me yawn. Yeah, because this is I mean once again I said it earlier like you could tell it was basically like oh 112. How, how did 112's from Atlanta? How did he miss 112? I don't know. Um, and the funny part is, is that the other two guys in Jagged Edge do absolutely nothing. Well, isn't it kind of like that with most of these? Like, you've got the four guys or the four girls, and there's always at least one who's like, typically, a lot of these cases, you'll get the one who's like, the, the one who's pushed to the front vocally as like the quote unquote star. Then there's like the other one who's actually doing like the writing and helping with the production. And then, and then it's the, the it's thing. the last two where you're like, why are you here? Well, the 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 group that best uh, exuded that was all for one, <laughs> <laughs> because the two black guys were obviously the talented guys, and there was the white guy oh. who didn't have teeth, and then there was the Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. And nobody oh. knew. It. They would just like pull them off the street, like you, sir. <laughs> Yo, all for <laughs> one, like- all for one is completely forgotten and had classics. Classics. No, you, you, I hate. I hate it all for one, but you you, you gotta respect what they did. Um, did you like Skills? Skills. <laughs> you remember Skills? They had a song called Skills, and it was up tempo. Oh, it was. God. It was. Bad. So they, they put out two albums, ninety four and ninety five. I swear. I hate it. I swear. Yo, look. It, <laughs> if you if you're the roughly the same age as Armand and I, and you didn't you didn't dance with somebody. At middle school or high school or even, you know, whenever. You didn't dance to I Swear. <sighs> yep. Man. Elementary school. We It was that song and believe it or not, it was uh, Tony, 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 If I Had No Loot. Mm. That was big at school dances too. But see, then in 95, they come back with I Can Love You Like That. That was the joint. <laughs> that joint went hard, son. I will karaoke the piss out of that right now. Go ahead and remake that dot. Go ahead and speak. speak. I need to go back and listen. Um, I actually met the dudes from All For One. <laughs> it's a great story. One of the guys from All For One went to my high school in New Jersey. My, it was like I, it was a junior high slash high school in New Jersey. And they like brought him back, like the group back for the day. Okay. So is was this when they were popping? Yeah. This is like 95, 96. Okay. And of course, the funny part about that was, you know, we're, we're like... 12 13 years old so you're not really allowed to be like excited about all for one at that point yeah. like that's like if it comes on you know you want to do the the awkward like push your butt out dance with the girl like you know that that's that's what you're waiting for but you're not you're not gonna like admit to to having that and the funniest part about that was one of the kid one of the, one of my friends got just ridiculous he like just broke cover and no joke brought out out of his like must have been buried in the very back of his like small 24 cd binder that we all carried in our backpacks he must he must have had to bear it all the way in the back because he pulls out not just the CD but the cover too of the of the, whatever their album was at that time and it's like That's, and got it signed and I was like yo like that 
Yo, that's what you did, though. <laughs> that's what you did with your CD cases. Well, no, so I get f- that, but how are you going to have all... What, what, what 12, 13 year old boy is carrying around an all for one CD? Chill. No, I'm telling you, this is, what, <laughs> this, is what, this is what you did. You always, and the real heads have the giant, like, 200 disc joint. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I have no joke, like, three of those downstairs still. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're a real music head, you still have them. I don't know what else am I going to do with all my CDs and DVDs? Like, I don't know. Exactly. But you had all of your, your best. It, it was like. It was like trading cards. It was like, you know, you put your best stuff first. Like, oh okay, no, you no no no. Mine were, I was it a nerd even then. My, I was a nerd to. then. Yeah, mine was in chronological order. Oh, chrono, that's too much. I <laughs> I used to do mine in groups. Like, okay, all my Rockefeller stuff is here. My Junior stuff is here. My Defro stuff is here. My Bad Boy stuff is here. Like, I did it like that. But then what you did was when you ran out, you skipped like maybe six or seven pages. To make people think that that was all your stuff. So then when they start looking, you're like, all right, that's it. And you snatch it back. And then after all that stuff, you put your your joints that your boys will make fun of you about. Your all for ones. <laughs> well, there was, so you had, you, <laughs> you, there was like the 24 size, which was like basically roughly the size of like one CD, obviously a little bit bigger and had like a bunch of like pages. And then there was like the double stack of that, which could hold like 50. Mm-hmm. And then there was the big, like, you know, 200 big old where you're like flipping through like like page after page after page like <sighs> struggle cd struggle oh man um miss it so jagged edge um <laughs> you know clearly his answer to 112 and there's lots like i actually first of all i just want to point out for the people i listened to this whole album bless you because this 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 album is really just um this album is just I gotta be, and that's it. Yeah, um, it's really just I gotta be. You know, at this point, the the bad boy influence is getting real heavy. I mean, I don't blame them, right? This is ninety seven, right? So, bad boy is on top of the world, as we talked about on our bad boy retro. Like, um, you know, we get the same sample that Lil Kim uses on drugs on Addicted to Your Love. Mm-hmm. Um, we get that. Oh, make you scream, Papa! You the best, da da. They sample that. Um, way that you talk i i know i know i know you're a fan of your man buster rhymes doing his it's a he, basically it sounded like he it was an outtake from that song with uh Jeanne, it's a party it did you know this album this album sounds like what tommy cologne must have smelled like remember tommy <laughs> cologne <laughs> that's Yo, what this album had tommy cologne. so did i <laughs> I had Tommy Cologne, I had Nautica Cologne, I had Michael Jordan Cologne. That Michael and Jordan then, Cologne was nasty. It was horrible. And but then I, later on, I had Fat Farm. <laughs> no, I went from Tommy, I went right to Cool Water. They have Cool Water. Yo, I wore Cool Water for a while. A while, yeah. And then I went to, what, Aqua de Gio? Oh, God, Cologne Struggle. Man. I don't do that anymore, man. No Cologne. We used to, like, you used to... <laughs> Like when you didn't know how much to spray on, like before your dad taught you. If you're putting on subtle forming on your clavicle, like you're in trouble. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Uh, no, and and used to hang out. I used to hang out with all the smokers, and the smokers would just like yeah. They thought smoke. they thought it would like neg- like somehow negate the smell. Right, and it just made it worse. They just like came. They just joined forces like. <laughs> 
they just made a peace treaty like LA in 92 or something. Like they, they, they came together and just made it worse. Just an, an abysmal smell. Yo, everybody had to have Tommy Cologne. Tommy Cologne. If anybody can find one of those old Tommy Hilfiger shirts that just has the logo on there, let me know. That's what you want? Yeah, I want one of those. Or if anybody has the old, do they still sell the the um at the Gap those uh those USA sweaters? Remember when those were popping mm. in like '96. They used to sell the Bears with them too. <laughs> I don't want the bear, but I will gladly take one of those sweaters. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking at Google Images right now. I'm trying to find a really good Tommy. Huff. Oh man, I just found. Oh, then first they had Tommy, then they had Tommy Girl. Oh, I forgot about Tommy Girl. Man, they have Tommy kids too. Uh, yep, yeah. <laughs> they had everything. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm googling Tommy Hilfiger stuff right now. It's all good. I'm looking for looking for something that's just iconic and representative. I can't really find anything good. All right, we, Tommy, we, Hi- Tommy Hilfiger. They had they had the Tommy jeans. Tommy jeans. Yep. Oh yep. God. There's a lot of struggle going on right now. All right, chill. We should just go. We should just go in like. Macy's and just stare at all of it. Like yeah, you yeah. had you had to get you had to go to a nicer store for that. Yeah, until they brought it down. Yeah, yeah, because that stuff was like mad expensive. But a- anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Jagged Edge or Jagged Air? Nah, because Jagged we got to get into Jagged Edge's later stuff. Yeah, Their later stuff is a million times better. So we, I'm trying to think, we got anything else really good from '90s? So I'm looking at Jermaine Dupri's discography from '97. Oh, you know Not- what? We got Harlem World Cheat on you. Yeah, that's your joint, right? Ooh, I love that record. Um, Look at Mason Jay-Z. <laughs> and that's pretty much... Yeah, 97 was pretty, you know, a lot of Usher. We didn't, about, talk, we didn't talk Honey. Did we talk Honey? I mean, yeah, we did. He doesn't do Honey. He does the remix, but... Well, yeah. But I'm not, not the remix that we know, like the So So Def remix. Oh, okay. The remix that we know is... It's all Puff and Stevie J. Yeah. Puff. Wait, how does Q-Tip have a... A songwriting and co-production credit on that. On what? Jagged Edge? No, on Honey. Mm-hmm. Man. Yo, again, I think Mariah Carey fans, they might be a little obsessive because this Honey article on Wikipedia is ridiculous. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the Butterfly article was pretty extensive too. Okay, so Honey started off Mariah Carey working with Q-Tip. And then they brought it once, apparently once, uh, once she heard More Money, More Problems. She brought it over to Puff. She brought over what her and Q-Tip had already done. Yeah, and he just and Stevie J just added the little like <laughs> <laughs> something. Some um, shiny suits. Uh, so ninety-eight. Yeah. What do we get into? We get into uh, oh Monica Another? the first night. Oh, that was ninety-eight. Yeah. I thought that was 91. Or not 91. I thought that was 99. Okay. Maybe I, whatever. I thought it was 98. First Night was. That's a big single. I hated that song. Really? Yeah. I didn't like that song at all. Who did um, who did The Boy Is Mine? Was that... um? That's got to be Rodney Jerkins. Rodney Jerkins? Got it. No. Oh, wait. That's... Hold on. Maybe. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, Boy Is Mine. Oh. Yeah. Rodney Jerkins. And, yeah, and, and, and Dallas Austin. Ah, Dallas G.A. Austin, yep. So we also got uh, another Escape album. Traces on my lipstick. 
Yep, that had my little secret. Yeah, my little um, secret. The arms, the ones who loves you. Like, am I dreaming? Uh, my favorite, softest place on earth, which is still <sighs> retarded. I don't, I don't like any of these ex- ex- escape records. Like none of them. Nah, man, softest place on earth. That's one to make you a man. Records. <laughs> <laughs> that record was tough. I didn't. I was never a fan of my little secret. You know, it, they're basically just advocating being the side piece. Um, you know, <laughs> have a little more respect for yourself. Um, never really liked that. Never really liked the arms of the one who loves you. I liked that in my dream, and even though it was a remake. Um, other than that, I'm good off the rest of this album. We're just blowing through '98 right now. Um, they oh, did that, the Destiny's Child joint, the With Me joint. I remember that. Looking at '98 right now. '98 is a uh, '98 is fourteen seventy two. Yeah, we're gonna we... talk about that in a sec. I just want to make sure okay. there's nothing else. Um, Mac Ten, <laughs> rocking and rolling off Confessions of Fire. I don't even remember that. Um, I don't even remember. He did. A, oh, they, he did Imagination for Tamia. I didn't know that. So Wasn't let's start that a single. I don't Whatever. think so. Let, let's talk about Life in fourteen seventy two. Okay. This album has some joints. It has some joints. But the first single was a huge mistake. Which one? The party can bugging. Huge mistake. You're bugging. Total flop. You're, it might have been a flop, but that record was tough. No. Hey, psh, that let record, that come on at the party right now. That record's not even good. You're bugging. You, you think that's a good record? Yes. That record is tough. He was trying to be puff. I don't care. All right. No. It's not about who does it first. It's about who does it better. <laughs> this is one of the instances no. where he did a good job of being somebody else. But he didn't do it better. Hey, did it well, well enough. It's the second single that really kicks it off. Second single is Money Ain't a Thing. Money Ain't a Thing, which is incredible. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Love Money Ain't a Thing. But there's some, like, I love, I like Turn It Out with Nas. Yep. I like, I, I, I love Get Your Ish Right. I did at the time, but if you listen now, it's real awkward. Yeah, it, 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 uh, that's D, it didn't age that's, well. That's D-Dot on the beat. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the piano and the drums, like, they just don't fit. Something's yeah, it wrong. Yeah, it should have been harder. Yeah. I those love are, Fresh. Are, do you like Fresh, really? I, 98 Slick Rick. He had a run. I li- I secretly really like that Slick Rick album. Um, so, he yeah, earlier that year, Slick Rick, so, was that right? No. 99, he really goes on a run. 98, not yet. 98 is like, hey, Slick Rick is back in America. Let's That's right. Let's do some work. And then 99, early 99, he's on the Artist Storytelling remix, and then he has his album. Sh- street Talking and all That's that. That's right. Yep. Yeah, but Fresh... I mean, even though it's really funny to hear Jermaine Dupri rap like Slick Rick. <laughs> like, it's hilarious. Uh, Sweetheart somehow wasn't a big single, even though it should have been. Should have been. Yeah, that record was tough, too. Um, let's see. Going Home With Me is hilarious. Yes. Not great, but hilarious. The, is, that's the first appearance of, uh, of ROC. <sighs> Jermaine Dupri just... He's biting even when he's not trying. Who was who was that? Who is he a bite off of? Jay? Well, I mean, it's called ROC, for starters. <laughs> Be like if he if he had a if he had a, an artist in '93 called DRE, like, <laughs> right? I mean, like, come on, man, there's a lot of biting. Um, protects us of 1472. You know, I'm a primo stand, so yeah, that beat is tough. That beat's tough, even though that's a weird lineup. <laughs> 
you know, you, you you see on the track list, you're like Snoop, Warren G, whoever this dude ROC is, and you hear the beat, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, turn it out should have been. Turn it out's good, but considering the samples, I just I always forget that uses both the David DMX drums and a Willie Hutch sample. Um, I think I'm good on the rest of this album. Yeah, but I don't know. I I like you know there's some records on here. Here's some records. All right. Um, we gotta talk about this Harlem World album. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Um. <laughs> I'm just thinking of you know shooting fat people out of cannons. <laughs> and and Jay, didn't we say that the Jay that was like that was the one verse that just the Jay actually totally destroyed somebody? Wait, what song is that? That's the uh, Mon Ray re- remix. We this is me no. It ain't about Rich oh, and Poe. Oh yeah, it's about Rich and Poe. Understand him here to get this though. Hold on, I need to look at this. So the Harlem World. Hollywood album is called The Movement. Yeah. So, it, <laughs> if you look at the production credits, it this should have been great. Been, this album should have been tough. Early Kanye, really yep. early Just Blaze. Yeah. Trackmasters, D-Dot, Neptunes, Dame Grease in 99. Like, this should have been crazy. I used to like... Uh, I like Cali Chronic. I was like, Cali Chronic That beat tough. is tough. Yeah. Who did Cali Chronic? D dot did Kelly Cron. D dot, yep. Um, but and you made me. I like you made me. You made me was cool. Um, but I really like it's just <sighs> baby Stace, blinky blink. Now you just make me think of the Rugrats theme song. Now you just make me think of them beating up. Kids. <laughs> Remember that Rugrats song with Maya. Yeah, of course. When they were rapping from inside of the crib. Teddy Riley we produced did. that. We should have known better. Oh. When he had, he, had a, he had a dry curl. Like <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, we can't trust anybody with that. Yeah, there's a lot of like crazy production like credits on this, but man, what a uh, what a dud. Um, so I'm looking at so so. What else we got? So we got. The movement. We got anything else in ninety? What else is good in ninety nine? Nah, we get. Um, they had keys to the range. Keys to the range. So that's. Let's, we could talk about jagged itch because Jay Heartbreak comes out early two thousand. So okay, let's keys to the range gets that started off right. Yep. Um, that's off the Into Deep soundtrack. Yep, which the, actually has some joints on it. Is this this is the biggest jagged edge like era we're getting into right? Um, yeah this this kicks it off, but I think their their next three albums. This yeah, because I'm looking now. He can't love you. Let's get married and promise. Yeah, this is these are their biggest records, um, with the exception of one or two. Yeah, this isn't their best album, but this is their this is what their biggest biggest hits. Yes. So this is now Jermaine Dupri's working with Brian Michael Cox, who he starts mm. working with on a lot of these um, 2000s. Like this is when Dupri comes into his sound to me. Yes. Like now yep. we're you know all I'm gonna say is all of a sudden he starts working with somebody new. I'm not. Not you know saying anything outright. I'm just saying a man who has I'm a not career. Saying, but I'm saying a man who has a career of jock and trends. Eh. Either way, maybe the two of them have good chemistry. But so keys to the range. That's, that's a nice single. I like that. But for me, it's all about the let's get married remix. Yeah. Oh come on. No, I there's just record. There's a record on the song that I like more than than that. Which what what do you like on this? What you trying to do? 
That is classic make you a man R&B. What, can you all right, hold, on, hold on. For the people who don't understand this concept, what is make you a man R&B? <laughs> Basically, you know, you when you're in high school, you're 15, 16, something like that. And uh, you know, this is your you know, maybe you play whatever whatever. This is your, you know, this is the soundtrack that you made where you would just stay on the phone and cupcake. <laughs> That's a great use of that term. Yeah. Um, so put put together a couple mixtapes. You give you or you you make them for the girl. That's what that's oh, when that started. See, my problem was, as you might imagine, considering how much of a music nerd I am, I definitely was big into the make mix. First mixtapes, then mix CDs. Yes. Look, my shout out to my wife. My wife still will talk about some of the mix CDs I made. Yeah. I put some crazy ones together for her, but like, like. I'm glad I don't have any of those old ones because, like, I would just – I would be filled with self-loathing. <laughs> like, if you were if you were like a teenager and you gave a girl a mixtape that had something like, I don't know, 112's Cupid or like anything yeah. like that, you yep. were way in over your head, little man. Like, just yep. – nah. Um, the trick was to not give the same girl the same songs. That was the trick. Well, yeah, because the problem was otherwise you start to – you know, you – you associate a girl with a song. Yeah. You can't have that with multiple people. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Be a little, be, be respectful. Couldn't do the, you know, you're, you're the only girl in my world and you know, you're making three, you're making three copies of the same mix city for like three different girls at the same time. <laughs> I did that before. That's why mm. I'm saying don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Please don't do it. Reconsider, read some literature. All right. Um, I thought I love the "Let's Get Married" remix, though. But "Let's Get Married" remix is classic. It's classic, classic without question. It's the only classic. the only problem is is it is it made people believe that we needed a Run DMC, um, resurrection. No, Man. look, I'm not going to say anything bad about what Run DMC didn't say in 1985. But we do not, we did not need them to come out again. Was um. Jam Master J was was dead by this time, right? This is two thousand and one. So their album comes out two thousand and one. No, I don't think so. It was released eighteen months before Jam Master J died. Gotcha. What was uh? What about that Run DMC album that came out in ninety nine that had Queen's Day on it? That's the one in two thousand one. Queen's Day just came out. Uh, Queen's Day's old. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yo, there's a lot of struggle on this. Uh, I'm looking at the track list for this Run DMC album. We got look at the look at these guests: Fred Durst, Kid Rock, Everlast, Sugar Ray. Oh, they were going super pop. I mean, they had Fat Joe on a record called "I Poppy," which, oof. <laughs> I mm. uh, I gotta look for this. No, oh, you know I'm doing it. I will say, in Run DMC's defense, "Down with the King" is one of my favorite songs ever, and one of my favorite Pete Rock beats too. Yeah, Queensday. Queensday was tough though. Queensday. Well, I mean, you know, late nineties, early two thousand, Nas and Prodigy. That was when Prodigy was still Prodigy. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So this is yeah. This really starts the run for Jagged Edge. Like. Yeah. They and actually, they sort of came out of a one twelve shadow for a little while. Yeah. It. They were definitely um on pace with each other. Absolutely. That third one twelve album though, I love. I shouldn't I mean, say love. One twelve is a strong first- word. Yeah, they want one twelve's first three albums are tough. And that second album, mm. 
it introduced the world to Little Zane, which I'm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but now here you have Jagged Edge. They're about to go on a three album run. Really? J. E. Heartbreak, Jagged Little Thrill, and my favorite is Hard, which is retarded. All right, we're, we're, we're gonna get there. Um, we're trying to go in order here. So we got J. E. Heartbreak. Anything else you want to talk about, J. E. Heartbreak? Nah, he can't love you. What you trying to do? Let's get married. And uh, and prom- they put promise. Promise was on this. Yeah, promise was yeah. the last single. Um, promise. Okay, I'm promise thinking about was, gotta be. Promise was their biggest single. Yeah. I Until un- no, it's bigger than uh, biggest single. Really? I think so. Yeah. Bigger than let's get married. Uh yeah. Oh yeah. You sure? Yep. Okay, it says it's the group's biggest hit to date. Wow. Oh, to date. So maybe um. I mean, they were close. Like both of them were top twenty on the pop charts, but um. All Interesting. Right. All okay. Right. So right. we got Let's... we got Brat's third album, Unrestricted. Unrestricted. Yep. She um, she totally switched it up. She they, they they decided, hey, let's try to make her uh, sexy. Right. Um. What What I really remember from this is uh, <laughs> what you like having the same sample as that Montel Jordan song. Yep. Um, and then hearing Gun Love around the same time and just being totally confused. I forgot about Gun Love. <sighs> gun Love. Did that ever make it on an album? No. Oh. No, it didn't. <laughs> right there. <laughs> no, only because for years I couldn't find that, that song with, uh, without a DJ because it was on a clue tape. Mm. And then they find it's, it's out without, with no DJ now. I forgot how it got leaked, but Gun Love was retarded. I kind of like Hands in the Air with Mystical. That beat is nice. Um, that's what I'm looking for was the first single. Eh. I forgot about that. That's what I'm looking for. I remember that. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, not I'm good. at all. I'm good. Um, there's really not a whole lot of good. I actually listened to this whole album. There is not a whole lot of good on here. Nah. Um, a lot, lot of struggle. Again, again, Jermaine Dupri's formula. Strong singles and nothing else. What did Kanye produce on this? I got this song stuck yeah. in my head. Which one? That's what, That's I'm, what looking I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> you look at what, what Kanye I'm, did? I'm looking at his... Hold on. What did he produce? Uh, oh, Shy town Eh. You don't say. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> All right. Um, we got to talk about this little Bow Wow album. <laughs> it's a lot of struggle. I I currently live in Bow Wow's hometown, Reynoldsburg, Ohio. That that's and that's so funny in retrospect because I remember people like he ain't even from Columbus. He's from Reynoldsburg. That's like people saying he's not from New York. He's from Harlem. No, more like he's from, say, Yonkers. Like Harlem is actually in New York City. No, it, it Reynoldsburg is in Columbus. It's, it, <laughs> Columbus is just made up. Columbus is a big city made up of small cities. Oh, okay. All right. And it, uh, okay. So the lead single, Bounce With Me. Yeah. Off the Big Mama's House soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> this sold two million copies. Yo, he was killing. No. How yes. old how old was he? 
He might. Well, remember, if we want to really go back and do a retrospective of Bow Wow, he was originally on uh, Doggy Style. And he, I think he rapped on one of those Death Row records. But yeah, he he was um, he was born in eighty seven. So he was like came out ninety eight. No, Beware Dog came out two thousand. Okay, Beware Dog came out two thousand. Okay, you're right. So he yeah he was thirteen. So so we we had seen the you know Jermaine Dupri has you know a teen rapper approach before. mm Hmm. Um. And once again, he uh, relentlessly executed. Um, Bounce with me is awful. Uh, uh, Brat, Brat. It appears that Brat wrote this. Um, let's see what else we had. We had uh, Puppy Love. Bow, Bow Wow, what's my name? We had yep, Bow Wow, what's my name? Yep, Puppy you know, Love. Yep. The beats of Bow Wow, what's my name? Isn't as awful as I remember. It's probably the best beat on this album, but that's not really saying anything at all. <laughs> Oh man! There's a lot of struggle here. This let's just be honest. This album's awful. There's, you know, is there any reason to talk about this album? Um, yeah, Puppy Love. That was that was Dylan. No, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm no, joking. but he was everywhere. Yeah, he was everywhere. Um, hold on, I need to go. Where is this? There's too many Jermaine Dupri records. What else we got from? Yeah, two thousand was pretty quiet. Um, yeah. Wait, both bounce with me and bow wow. That's my name. Were top twenty like Billboard hits? God. Yeah. That's... So, anything else you want to say about uh, Jermaine Dupri and So So Death for now? We, we're gonna pick up uh, next week with uh, I believe starting with his work in two thousand one. Maybe not next week. I don't know. We'll see. But in a in a week or two, we'll pick back up. Um, we got to do it before, you know, we got to do it in the next two, two and a half weeks because, you know, once once Drake drops, it's over. Yeah, I think this is good to, to split it in two because I'm sure we're going to get people who want to make corrections or who think we did this wrong or, you know, think I'm being too harsh or maybe people are wondering why do we even do it so, so <laughs> retro because it's funny because I'm sitting here just ragging on all the albums, but there's a lot of classic singles in here. Tons yeah, of classics. Absolutely. Um it, right. it's good because these retrospectives this lets you, this lets you know that it's classic because these are bringing back a lot of memories oh yeah so that's what a true classic is supposed to do it's not a perfect album it's something that you you know attach a piece of your life to and a lot of these records even though we are ragging on them they they were a huge part of of uh our lives so so with that being said i think that's it for this week of clock radio speakers please use the hashtag clock radio speakers Excuse me. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave comments on SoundCloud. You can hit us up on Twitter. Any way you want to get in touch with us, we will uh, we will read your comments. And uh, that's it for this week. So uh, we'll catch y'all next week.